Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. Today is an important day in the future of the country. This is a very critical time for our midterms, and the future of the nation now rests in the people. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. Well, the midterm voting day, Holly, has finally arrived, and people across the country are going to be going to the polls. Many of them have already voted. Early voting seems to be at a very high level of participation. I think there is a lot of interest in what's happening in our country with regards to the economy, national security, even potential nuclear war. My goodness, we never thought we would have been talking about nuclear war uh, as we have been with regards to Russia and even Iran. And you've got the three I's, too. You've got inflation, immigration, and the injections. Those and are hot on All of that, lines. border yeah. security. The issue, um, we were talking to someone the other day. I was talking to them, a film producer, who is releasing a film this month regarding border security. One of the things that he said there is that it's much, much worse than what the media presents. Mm-hmm. He said that there was a family, husband and wife, with a baby coming across the river from Nigeria. They came all the way from Nigeria. They got swept away in the water. The baby was taken by the rushing water away from the mother's arms. That baby was rescued by the border security, helivacked to a hospital where the baby died. But they found out that the baby was sexually molested multiple times, Mm -hmm. and what this film producer was saying is that these families come over and they're being transported by gangs and cartels and so forth and then once they are in transit uh, they're told that you need to give us your daughter as a price of admission otherwise all of you will be killed it's a tragedy that's not being reported he also said that they are working with a farmer who has about 120 dead bodies that they found over the months on his property in the last two years These are people who died of thirst. Some of them were hung. One individual was hung because he used a cell phone, and the person who was transporting them told people not to use cell phones. Uh, And this person did. Cell phones could be tracked to make an example of him, hung him on a tree, and left him as they continued their caravan across this Texas uh, ranch. I mean, it's unbelievable what's happening. The situation with our military, with individuals separated from their families, removed from high-level positions where they're just not replaceable, put in administrative jobs because they refuse for religious reasons to take the COVID shot. They're being abused psychologically and tormented so many ways. And then so many other things that are happening, laws that are pending that are close to passing, not passing yet, but a few votes away. Abortion on demand through all nine months from a federal level. Same-sex marriage that would open up the door for child bride marriages, which is a subject matter that we've researched and have been shocked by what we've read. You know, I always thought of child bride marriages as things such as maybe a 19-year-old marries uh, an 18-year-old or an 18-year-old marries a 17-year-old, but no, it's it's a 56-year-old marrying a 13-year-old. Um, 
somebody who has been sexually molested being forced into a marriage. Then there's different cults, both in Utah and other places around the country, where the little children are being forced into these polygamous marriages at 12, 13, 14 years of age and abused. There's so much that's happening and the consequences of this particular law only a few votes away from passage. How can anyone look at what's going on in our country with all of this, and this is just the tip of the iceberg, and say, oh, this is all political. It's all political. I don't know who to vote for. I'm not going to vote. These are biblical values, for goodness sakes. Let me ask you this. If you had the authority and the ability to be able to rescue a child from being beaten to death with a club, a little a brand new baby from being beaten to death and battered with a club or ultimately being cut apart uh, limb by limb, something that just was born a month old, and would you just walk by and ignore that? Or being killed in the womb. This is happening every would you, day, every yeah, moment. How can you, as a believer, just say you have no compassion for that? How can you, as a believer, say, well, that's politics, and that's somebody else's world. No, I'm not going to no, get no, no. involved in it. This is happening on our watch. We as the church are accountable for this. Dr. Jerry Falwell, back in 1965, he preached a sermon called Ministers in Marches. Um, it was not a racist sermon. He ultimately, early on, was blasted by some of the uh, African-American leaders during the Civil Rights Movement. But he believed that ministers should not be engaging in marches. He believed that ministers... Their mission and calling was to be behind the pulpit and share the gospel, and they shouldn't be out in these marches like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was marching. He changed his mind on that position, by the way, and he did it over time. He became a very strong friend of some of the nation's uh, most significant black leaders, including even Jesse Jackson. Uh, they were politically opposite but they were friends, believe it or not. Uh, he was so many. He had so many friendships with so many people that were politically on the opposite extreme mm -hmm. of him. But what he did was he changed on January 23. I mean, that would be a time when it was very definitive. The day after Roe versus Wade, 1973, he read in the Lynchburg News and Advance newspaper on the morning of January 23 the headline about how the Supreme Court issued this 7-2 to decision the day before regarding abortion. And at that point in time, he said he didn't talk about things that were going on in the world at the dinner breakfast table because he didn't want to bring any kind of heaviness into the conversation in the morning for breakfast, but he was sullen and he was noticeably different that day. And he took his kids aside uh, and he asked, he told them that America had just committed a grave sin. His son, Jonathan, who's now the pastor of Thomas Road Baptist Church, was a little boy at the time. He looked at his dad, Dr. Jerry Falwell, with a quivering lip, and he said, Daddy, you got to do something about it. Right. And that was the turning point, and he began to say, you know, these are not political issues. When the government comes into the realm of the Bible and the preciousness of the sanctity of human life and protecting God's children is a biblical issue, when the government says that it's okay to kill them, I cannot be silent any longer. That's when he founded the Moral Majority, right? He founded it in 1979 with others. This was 1973. What he did was sort of like Paul. He then got mentoring, and he got mentoring from Dr. Francis Schaeffer. It's a very interesting story about his introduction to Francis Schaeffer. He originally thought Francis was a woman because of the word 
you know, Francis, and he didn't know it was a man, but he, he met Francis Schaefer, and then Francis Schaefer, he saw him wearing a kilt. So this was, you know, back in the early 70s, late 70s. They became really good friends. Francis Schaefer was really, really good on integrating Christian worldview. And that began his uh, theological and political founding. Then he also became friends with Senator Jesse Helms. And out of that grew the Moore Majority that was founded in 1979. But this is the realm of the biblical values that Dr. Falwell ultimately changed his position on and said, well, ministers have to be involved in these things. Uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was right. Um, this is part of sharing the gospel and bringing justice uh, where there is no justice. And, and so, that's so much of why we are where we are, because you're not hearing this in the pulpit, Matt. And that's, you know, even today, even though this is the, the big day for voting, I would encourage you to make sure that your church and your pastor mm -hmm. speaks on these issues, because take, for example, abortion. If you were to have a direct conversation or have knowledge about the women in your congregation that have had abortions, you'll probably be surprised. On the one hand, you need to minister to those women to repair those scars that they're carrying in the chains that they may be carrying around them, whether they know it or not, that's related to the abortion that they may have had. But you also need to hold out not only compassion, but also truth. And we need to make sure that they're not deceived that our children, our girls, our women, our families, our communities are not deceived. This is not just some political issue. It's not just the terminology that's being thrown around. This is an individual human being, and there's so much more on the ballot. And, you know, some of those same women can actually have a ministry to other women and say, you know, I made a mistake, I was wrong and I'm dealing with it, but don't do that, this is wrong. We need to get down in the weeds of where mm -hmm. people actually live. There's biblical guidance for everything in our lives, and we need to address it, but we also need to reflect that in the people that we appoint as agents. Pray for our country as people around the nation go to the polls today. For more information, visit lc.org. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith family and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. The website again, lc.org. You can also call us at 407-875-1776.